0: Okay, you've heard me say before, and I can't say it enough, that everything we know about living the Christian life is in the pages of this book. This is the only authority that there is. Only authority that there is. Uh, We'll say more about what some men have written in just a minute. But it started in the garden to redeem mankind. That's the theme of the whole book, to redeem mankind. And the ultimate end is us going to be with heaven, in heaven with him, forever. Now, there's a lot we don't know. And that's what we're going to talk about these next three Sundays. Okay. In the conservation of time, I've put these scriptures together um, in this in this little eight and a half by eleven. So let's let's start. Did you start mine too, baby? Okay. All right. Let's begin in there with Isaiah 55, and and we'll we'll read this. I'm I don't intend to read all of it, but it's there for you. Isaiah 55. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thought. And let him return unto the Lord and he will have compassion on him and to our God. For he will abundantly pardon. Verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts nor are my ways... Your ways declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow comes down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth and making it bare and sprout and furnishing seed to the sower and bread to the eater so will my word be which goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, without accomplishing what I have desired, and without succeeding in the manner for which I sent it. For you will go out with joy and be led forth in peace, and the mountains and the hills will break forth with joys before you, and all the trees of the field will clap your hands. What I want to focus on is verse 8 and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, or your ways my, my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. We've often talked about our greek influence and that the greeks taught us to put i call it boxes put things in boxes where we could see it and we've had people take scripture and and try to make it understanding for us so if you look at this chart that i that i sent you this chart was done by dr dr clarence uh, larkin Dr. Larkin, I've got some bios up here behind me if you want to know more about this man. But he was amazing. He was a mechanical engineer and a draftsman before he was called to the ministry. And he died in 1924. So this chart's 100 years old. So so, uh, if you go to, if you Google Clarence Larkin charts, you, they'll take you to his page. And he's, his family has put much of his work, not all of it, but much of his work on the Internet. So I downloaded this. It's free. I downloaded this from the Internet and had it, had it um, printed. Now, it's out of this book, uh, greatest book on dispensational truths. And he's got He's got chart after chart after chart. But this is this is the chart in the book that I've given you there. But what I'm trying to tell you is this is Dr. Larkin's idea of what end times will be back. You can't talk about heaven without talking about end times in some regard. Now, um, right on the that he was like like I said, this this was nineteen. Awesome, well, thank you, Jerry. Uh, <clears throat> the Tim LaHaye, who did the Left Behind series, has also got this book of charts out, and it's very similar. It's it's done differently, uh, but I couldn't I couldn't copy that because well I just couldn't, and I don't have permission. But I pushed that a little bit. Now. Look, just forget about the, the, Dan, the, Daniel, the Revelation part at the top of the page and forget about the Daniel part at the bottom of the page, but start right in the middle where it says Jewish dispensation and just show you where, how uh, Dr. Larkin put, put the 70 years of captivity in Babylon, which we have just talked about uh, in Jeremiah, and he's got it dipping down into the book of Daniel because it's there. Because Daniel talked about it, and then he goes on through, and then you see the cross, and <clears throat> like Bill and Gloria Gaither wrote a, a song one time. It says, "Between cross and heaven is a whole lot of living going on." Well, between the cross and end times is a lot of a lot of living going on. Past that, you see grace, the church, the pearl of great prize and we've got. We've, we've got that bubble there. And that's where we are today. That's where we are today. Then you see where he goes up to the top and he's got the rapture of the church. Okay. Now, his idea of what Scripture is is based on dispensational thought. Now, the biggest one of the biggest proponents, and they were contemporaries in time, was C.I. Schofield. If y'all ever had a C.I. Schofield Bible? Yeah. You might still have it, you know. Is Brenda Stacks in here? She still has her and carries it around with her. But anyway, uh, and it was published, the first, first C.I. Schofield Bible was published, uh, was published in 1909. So they, Dr. Larkin and, and Schofield were contemporaries. Now, I don't know if one stole from the other. I, don't, I have no idea about that. But when you when you, can, when you continue, and this is one man's opinion, that's what I want to, Isaiah said, God is so far above what we think. We, we don't know. <laughs> Dr. Larkin doesn't know. Schofield doesn't know. Tim doesn't know. Randy Alcorn don't know, and Art and I certainly don't know, you know. But it's Scripture what we have. So this is one idea of what end times is going to be. And if you go on back, there's one thing I'd like to note. Uh, He's got the church age by the rapture, and he's got down there, he's got the church age, uh, the marriage supper of the Lamb, I I would like for you to pencil on top of that other Revelation 19, 11 through 16, because that's where Jesus comes back the second time. He defeats the devil. You'll see it in the next little thing there. The Satan is bound. But that that's the that's when Jesus comes back the second time. Then we have the the thousand years, the millennium. And then we have this little thing in the middle that says uh, renovation of the earth or fire. One of the questions we got was what happens, you know, if we're with Jesus and we're going to have a new heaven and a new earth, what's going to happen? Well, Dr., uh, Dr. Larkin has got it in that little bubble. And then we go to the new heaven and the new earth. Anyway, we may come back to this chart and we may not, but you can look at at it and and see where we are. Okay, let's go back to to our our eight and a half, eleven pages. And there's a spiritual that we've all know about and sung about. Everybody talking about heaven ain't going there. Everybody, uh, you read, uh, well, I read about the streets of gold and I read about the throne. Not everybody calling Lord, Lord is going to see that heavenly home. Everybody talking about heaven ain't going there. So how do you get to heaven? Well, as we say here in Romans nine ten, 10, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. John 10, my sheep hear my voice. I know them. They follow me. I will give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my Father's hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, And no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. Luke 10. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that this is when the 70 were sent out, that your spirits were subjected to you, but rejoice that your names are recorded in heaven. Okay. Um, So you've got to be saved Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh to the Father but by me. So that's the only way you can get to heaven is through faith and trust in Jesus. Now, Luke 16. I say heaven in some measure is a mystery. And this is the story that Jesus himself told about the rich man and Lazarus. And he he talks about this, and he says there's a guff fixed between them. Um, He also... Uh, have a dialogue between uh, the rich man and Lazarus or in heaven and to see what's going on here. Uh, Verse 25, look down there, but Abraham said, Child, remember that during your life you received good things and likewise Lazarus bad things, but now he's been comforted here and you are in agony. Besides all this between us and you, there's a great chasm fixed so that those who wish to come over from here will not be able and none may cross over from here to us. And he said then, uh, let me get my page turned. Uh, Beg your father to send him to my father's house for I have five brothers in order that he may warn them So that they will not come to this place of torment. But Abram said, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear him. But he said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to them, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be persuaded, even if someone rises from the dead. We know human nature, and we know that's true. We know that's very true. Some things we don't know about heaven, but this one thing we do. It's up. (laughs) (laughs) Acts 1. Men of Galilee, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This Jesus who's been taken up you from heaven will come in the same manner as you have watched him go into heaven. Ephesians 4. He who ascended is himself... Also he ascended far above the heavens so that he might fulfill all things. Psalm 53, God looked down from heaven upon the sons of men to see if there were anyone who understands and seeks after God. Revelation 4, after these things I looked and behold a door standing open in heaven and the first voice which I heard like the sound of a trumpet trumpet speaking to me, come up here and I will show you what these things are. Excuse me. I will show you wh- what must take place after these things. So we're pretty pretty sure that heaven is up now. Where it is, huh, I, I have no any any idea. But it's up. Okay. For the believer, we have some promises, and this is this is what we can nail on. Like I said in my email to you, uh, Velta sent out. Velta, and I, uh, Art and I want to tell you what Scripture says. And we're going to talk about other things too. But what Scripture says, and he says here in, in 2 Corinthians 5, 8, take good courage and prefer rather to be absent from the body and to be home with the Lord. Psalms 116, precious is the sight of the Lord is a death of his godly ones. King James says his saints. Luke 23. And he said to them, Truly, truly, uh, I say to you, today you shall be with me in paradise. It was about the sixth hour. And that that, you know, we don't know where paradise is, but if Jesus is there as paradise, okay? Some believers won't die. Now, if Lord tarries. <coughs> We'll all face physical death. That's an appointment we've got. You can't get out of it. It's not a case of of uh, if you will die, it's when, unless Jesus comes back. And he's, he says here, uh, I don't want you to be un- uninformed about those who are asleep. That's people who have died. Uh, that you grieve and do not rest and have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him, those who have fallen asleep in Jesus. And we'll broaden on that in just a minute. Okay. Uh, we will die and we must die. 1 Corinthians 15. Uh, but some say, how are the dead raised? And what kind of body do they come? And you fool, <laughs> that which you sow does not come to life again unless it dies. Uh, this is, this is what you see every spring when you put your seeds in the ground and when you sow in verse 38 there, but God gives it a body, uh, just as he wishes to each of the seeds, a body of his own. All flesh is not the same flesh, but there's one flesh of men, another flesh of beast, another flesh of birds, another of fish. There are also heavenly bodies and earthly bodies, but the glory of the heavenly is one, and the glory of the earthly is another. Um, Let's skip down to verse 47. The first man from the earth, earthly. The second man from heaven. As is the earthly, so are those who are earthly. And as the heavenly so are those who are heavenly. Just we have borne the image of the earthly. We will also bear the image of the heavenly. We have a few details. 1 John. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it does not appear as yet what we will be we know that when he appears, we will be like him because we will see him just as he is. And everyone who has this hope fixed on him purifies himself just as he is pure. 1 Corinthians 13, For now we see a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will know just as I have been known. Job, as for me, I know that my Redeemer lives, and in the last He will take His stand upon the earth, even after my skin is destroyed. Yet from my flesh I shall see God, whom I "...myself shall behold, and whom my eyes will see, and not another." Matthew 17, six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John, his brother, and led them up on the high mountain by themselves. He was transfigured before them. His face shone like sun, and his garments became white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking to them and Peter says Lord it's good for us to be here and you know the rest of the story but they recognize who they were now it doesn't tell us that that Peter James and John had to have any introduction they just knew who they were okay some things we may not like Matthew 22 and this is the story of the Sadducees asked Jesus about marrying in heaven. In verse 29, But Jesus answered and said to them, You are mistaken, not understanding the scriptures or the power of God. For the resurrection they will neither marry or given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. Some things we, we will want. And Second <clears throat> Samuel, the story about David and the child. Uh, Verse 21, his servants said to him, what is this thing you've done? While the child was alive, you fasted and wept, but when the child died, you rose and ate food. He said, while the child was still alive, I fasted and wept, for I said, who knows? The Lord may be gracious to me that your child may live, but now he has died. Why shall I fast? Can I bring him back again? I will go to him, but he will not return to me. 2 Corinthians 12. Boasting is not necessary, though it's not profitable. He said he was caught up, verse 4, caught up to paradise in unexpressible words, which a man is not uh, uh, limited uh, permitted to speak. So then we have uh, Revelation 21 and 22. Now, I want you to bring these sheets back with you next week and the following week, but Art's going to take up uh, the new heaven and the new earth, and we're not going to read that particular thing. Now, the next page, page, well, it's not not numbered, but it's the Wayne Grudem. <clears throat> it's the book that Pastor Bobby has given us And um, we have it. Now, I I did something which violates my own rules. I had felt to copy this two sections, and I don't have permission to do it. So you throw it away when you get out of here. Uh, Certainly don't share it. Okay. Yeah. All right. we we when we share something we want to have permission to do it. I don't have permission to do this, but um, I don't anyway. All right, this is from his chapter forty-one of systematic theology: death and the intermediate state. Now, just like I said about Doctor Larkin and duck and and Tim LaHaye, the probably the in later times, the, the textbook on heaven is by Randy Alcorn. He wrote it in 2004. <laughs> that's that's uh, <clears throat> 80 years after Dr. Larkin died. But he, his main focus on this is the new heaven and the new earth. But he does talk about what scholars call the intermediate earth. Now, I'm going to read you a little bit, even with my stumbling tongue. I'm going to try to uh, read you a little bit about what he says and kind of stay, set the stage for the intermediate heaven. Okay. <clears throat> will we live in heaven forever? The answer to this question, will we live in heaven forever, depends on what we mean by heaven. We will be with the Lord forever, absolutely. Will we always be with him and act in exactly the same place that heaven is now? No. The intermediate heaven will be in Christ's presence and we'll be joyful and we'll be looking forward to our bodily resurrection and permanent relocation to the new earth. It bears repeating because it is so commonly misunderstood. When we die, believers in Christ, we will not go to heaven where we live forever. Instead, we will go to intermediate heaven. And intermediate heaven will wait the time for Christ's return to the earth, our bodily resurrection, the final judgment, the creation of the new heaven and the new earth. If we fail to grasp this truth, we will fail to understand the biblical doctrine of heaven. Now, I'll say it again. This is Randy Alcorn's idea. Uh, he is very jealous about conforming to Scripture. But he, he turns on a word. <laughs> I mean, he, he really, uh, for instance, uh, he talks about, Revelation talks about people being clothed in white. Well, he says if there's clothing white, they have some kind of physical form to put this white robe on. That makes sense, but, but that's his idea. You know, I, I can't. I, I, I. Listen, God can do what God wants to do. The virgin birth is a mystery. I don't know how it happened. God did it. He's omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. God can do anything he wants to do. How he does it, he doesn't need to tell us. He doesn't need to tell us. So, in this last paragraph of what I'm fixing to read, it may be strange to say that the heaven we go to at death isn't eternal. Yet it's true. Christians often talk about living with God in forever. Uh, writes the theologian Rain, Wayne uh, Gruesome. that we're quitting. We, he quotes him all the way through this book. But in fact, the big biblical teaching is richer than that. It tells us that there will be a new heaven and a new earth. Now, he he illustrates the intermediate heaven as follows. Let me suggest an analogy to illustrate the difference between the intermediate heaven and the eternal heaven. Suppose you lived in a homeless shelter in Miami and one day you inherited a beautiful house furnished on a gorgeous hill overlooking Santa Barbara, California. With the home home comes a wonderful job, doing something you've always wanted to do. Not only that, but you will also be near close family members that moved from Miami years ago. On your flight to Santa Barbara, You will change planes in Dallas where you'll spend an afternoon. Some other family members who haven't seen you in years will meet you at the Dallas airport, board the plane with you to Santa Barbara. You look forward to seeing them. Now when the Miami ticket agent asks you where you're headed, you say Dallas. No, you would say Santa Barbara because that's your final destination. If you mention Dallas at all, it would only be going to say, I'm going to Santa Barbara by way of Dallas. When you talk to your friends in Miami about where you're going to live, you won't focus on Dallas. You will focus on Santa Barbara. Dallas is just a stop on the way to your destination. Your permanent home is in Santa Barbara. So you see what he's trying to say? That this... this idea of the intermediate earth is is uh, uh, excuse me the intermediate heaven is where we'll go after death now when we talk to our our friends and when when we have a loved one passed away uh, we say some stupid stuff you know you know i i remember um, both of my sisters lost their husbands early in life <clears throat> And they were big LSU football fans. So when when Fleet had died and when Essel died, you know, well, they're watching LSU football in heaven. (laughs) If that made us feel good, I reckon that's okay. But we don't know. We really don't know. But let's read some of this, and we'll go into it a little bit deeper, uh, what I've, I've stole from Wayne Gruden. All right. <clears throat> Although death does not come to us as a penalty for our individual sins, for that has been paid by Christ, it does come to us as a result of living in a fallen world. Where the effects of sin have not been removed, we talk about that a lot. You know, when a when a tragedy happens for a youngster, you know, or a youth, or or you know, it, it, it's it happens because this is a sinful world. People are crazy. You know, the little seven year old girl that was found out in Texas, and they think some, somebody picked her up, you know, and they're looking into that. The four kids in Idaho that were stabbed in their beds, you know, it doesn't make sense, but sin has corrupted everything, and, and the results of that is death in some cases. So he says here, related to the experiences of death, are other results of the fall that harm our physical bodies. The signal, the presence of death in the world. Christians, as well as non-Christians, experience aging, illness, injuries, natural disasters such as floods, violent storms, earthquakes. Although God often answers prayers to deliver Christians and non-Christians from some of these effects... Of the fall for a time, and therefore that thereby indicates the nature of his coming kingdom. Christians eventually grow old and die. The last enemy has not been destroyed, and God has chosen to allow us to experience death before we gain all the benefits of heaven that have been earned for us. We didn't do anything to get there. Just our faith in Jesus and his finished work. And yet we get to, we get to, to see everything that heaven is going to be. All right. What happens when people die? The souls of believers go immediately into the presence of God. Death is a temporary cessation of bodily life and a separation of the soul from the body. Once a believer has died, though his or her physical body remains on the earth and is buried at the moment of death, the soul or spirit of that believer goes immediately into the presence of God rejoicing. When we die, we are immediately taken to heaven. Scripture we've just read. Precious is the sight of the Lord is the death of his saint. To be away from the body is to be present with the Lord. Now there are a couple of things that have happened through time. Our Catholic friends have come up with this idea of purgatory. Purgatory is not a biblical stance. You don't, you don't wait and have an option <laughs> to go uh, to, to go to heaven later There's another False narrative And some good Christians have bought into this Sometimes This idea of soul sleep That we are just sleeping You know we're just sleeping But uh, That's not true If you got your Bibles right quick I didn't put this scripture in there Psalms 115 <clears throat> where that come from that soul was that a thing was that thing up I think it's 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 kind of has some roots in in Christianity in some case and I'm going to speak to that in just a minute okay Psalms 115 look at verse 16. the heavens are the heavens of the Lord but the earth He has given to the sons of men. Who is the prince and the power of this air? Of the earth? Satan himself. Okay. So, verse 17. The dead, he's talking about men of the earth now. The dead do not praise the Lord, nor do any who go down into silence. Verse 18. But, we've turned the corner. But as for us, we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forever. Praise the Lord. We're absent from the body, and we're present with the Lord. Now, to Bud's question. Years ago, well, not too many years ago, but fairly recently, there was a young man up in... in, uh, Minnesota. Rob Bell. He was very influential and he had a lot to say and a lot of good things to say. And he was early on in the big church movement uh, what they call mega churches and, and celebrity pastors. I don't know what happened to Rob but he lately has come out embracing a lot of crazy things. And one of the things that he embraced and has preached and has published a book about, <clears throat> about uh, that after you die, there's a possibility for you to be prayed into heaven. That's a Mormon theology. And it's, it's, it's nowhere in Scripture. If you don't know the Lord while you're here while you're breathing you're doomed you're doomed because he, the, if we go in the presence of the lord immediately the people who do not know jesus and have never put their faith and trust in him don't go to heaven they go to their in, internal place of torment yet to be yet to be judged now on Dr. Larkin's chart, he doesn't show it. But at the rapture of the church, then it ushers in the tribulation. Now, let me say this. When I was a young man, I was hung up on, on end times. I was hung up on the pre-millennial view of Scripture. I still lean that way. But you know, the older I get, it don't matter. Thank you. It don't matter. It don't matter. I'm trusting God for heaven. I trust him for salvation. I'm trusting him for heaven. I'm trusting him for the rest of it, too. But some some people in dispensational thought say that between while the devil is in control down here doing tribulation that's when the judgment seat of Christ is going to take place where we will have to give an account for every unconfessed sin. That's when you go to bed at night, you ask the Lord to forgive you of everything you've ever done and everything you've ever thought. And Jesus says, or Psalm says, that's under the blood, never to be remembered against you anymore. But if you have unconfessed sin, the way Bill teaches it, at the judgment seat of Christ, wherever and whenever it is, you'll have to give an account for what you've done. And it has nothing to do with your salvation. It does with with your rewards. And that's another subject that we won't get into right now. Okay, let's go back to let's go back to what happens when people die. Uh, death is temporary cessation of the body of the life and separated Of the separation of the soul from the body Once a believer has died Though his his or her physical body Remains on earth And is buried At the moment of death The soul or spirit of the believer Goes immediately into the presence of God With rejoicing When Paul thinks about death He says We would rather be away from the body And at home with the Lord To be away from the body Is to be at home with the Lord He also says that his desire is to depart to be with Christ, which is far better. Jesus said to the thief dying on the cross, today you will be with me in paradise. The author of Hebrews says that when Christians come together to worship, they come not only into the presence of God in heaven, but also into the presence of the spirit of the righteous made perfect. However, we shall see in more detail in the next chapter. That's what Art's going to do next week. God will not leave our dead bodies in the earth. For when Christ returns, the souls of the believers will be reunited with our bodies. Their bodies will be raised from the dead. They will live with Christ eternally. These passage also, passages also emphasize that we continue to be ourselves after we die. Jesus said to the thief, you will be with me in paradise. Paul said to himself, to, he wanted to depart to be with Christ. These and many other passages the body the bible disproves the theory of reincarnation. We remain ourselves forever. <coughs> Excuse me. We will not come back as some other person or animal. Well I come back skinny. Well, I got to hush. Well (laughs) art will clean up my mess next week and then the third week we'll we'll ask some more we'll answer some more questions. Bring these pages back with you next week and the following and the following week, and we'll, we'll go. We'll go from there. Uh, just understand that Randy, which I recommend his book. It, it's a great book. Uh, but that's his idea. Just like Dr. Larkin's charts were his idea. Uh, like Schofield's dispensational truths are his idea. Uh, are there. It's, we're not we can't think like God <laughs> and we don't know what's what's really going to happen okay uh, if you got questions for, for next week or the following week uh, just uh, email Delta and uh, we'll go from there and uh